0: I want to congratulate you. You are the co-host of number one hundred and forty-one, the one hundred forty-one ranked music podcast. One hundred and forty-one.
1: Let's start again. One hundred and forty-one. And take two. One hundred and forty-first. One
0: hundred forty-first ranked podcast about music in Canada congratulations wow I didn't realize this that this was specific to welcome to the music until after I sent it to you I was just excited oh we're we're back at ranking in Canada and then I realized oh this is welcome to the music
1: (laughs) wow that's funny Hi, the
0: following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery.
2: Hey, this is Chin and Jetty and welcome to the music.
1: welcome welcome we're glad to have you here and really really appreciate you joining us thank you for having me yeah Yeah.
0: thanks for thanks for coming on okay so the hard-hitting questions begin you you just (laughs) just finished watching mandalorian
2: i did it was incredible
0: okay so you give it thumbs up
2: oh yeah absolutely best thing i've seen this whole holiday really yeah, and we waited we waited to see it on purpose so we could see the whole season in one day.
0: So is this season 2 now you've watched like all at once or
2: Yeah. All...
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, we
2: went in, we went in, man. We had a huge charcuterie plate, I mean table. And and we resumed with our family in California. Yeah. And three families were watching it together. So it was awesome.
1: Nice.
0: Wow. Are you guys like Star Wars fans or what's the uh
2: i wouldn't I wouldn't say we're fanatics, but we like it um After that, my kids started building Lego uh they're fourteen and eighteen, and they went out and got some Lego and they're building uh like they they built the Millennium Falcon last night, so that's kind of cool Wow, cool
0: that is neat, so good show you'd re- highly recommend it
2: yes
1: nice i i remember I remember building Star Wars as a kid it was before there were any of these kits. Yes. Your <laughs> Millennium Falcon was like this big square block with a
2: slightly smaller square block at the front and yeah, very different. Very different. I, re- I remember as a kid having all the books. Mm-hmm. No toys though. Mom and dad wouldn't let us buy the toys, but we did have the books.
0: Saw the Star Wars books.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And apparently there's like a bunch of them like way more than the movies. Like mm-hmm.
1: I- Yeah. Absolutely. You can, you can tell Kareem's a huge Star Wars fan,
0: right? I I couldn't care. I'm not a. <laughs> my 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 son is the big like Marvel DC.
2: Yeah, I'm that uh, guy too.
0: All the, all that all that sort of stuff. We did watch Wonder Woman last night. ww eighty four.
2: Yeah, it was disappointing to me. That was all right. But I haven't watched it yet, I've, but I've been hearing not yeah. very good things about it. Well, no, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, but we won't, I won't get into it because I don't want to ruin it for you. Yeah.
1: we'll appreciate that. Thank
2: you. I, I don't know when we'll watch it. We'll watch it.
0: <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was interesting, but you're right. Like COVID and the holidays is a good time to, uh, to catch up or, or to watch and, and splurge on a bunch of these different TV shows and movies and such. Yeah. Uh, but Chin, let me, let me ask you about this. I re, I remember reading or or maybe hearing one of your talks about, you know, we're coming up to, uh, it's the holiday time, so obviously New Year's Eve is a big party time uh, Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Um, This year will be a little bit different. But you've told stories about your parents um, throwing New Year's Eve parties in their basement and how these were legendary uh, amongst your friends. I was Mm -hmm. wondering if you could uh, talk a little bit about
1: that.
2: Yeah, I mean my dad used to have friends over my uncles and aunts and they used to sit they used to sit in the basement and sing songs, drink lots of chai and eat food and this would go on all night and and eventually my friends caught on to it and they loved it and you know it just became a community thing. It's really lovely.
0: Yeah. But what about like the new the New Year's I remember was it was it you were playing at Nathan Phillips Square or something like that. Was it Nathan
2: Phillips? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh.
0: But all your buddies went to your, your yeah house.
2: Yeah, that's right. Because they're much rather be indoors and be served great food and sing songs <laughs> rather than see me in the cold. So yeah.
0: So have you have you carried on that tradition?
2: Uh, before all this, yes. My my house is a bit of a hub for a few families. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And is is it a, is it a music hub as well? Like, is there music always going uh, on?
2: No, not it's not really centered around music. It's just just being together, you know, watching movies, making food. Um, no, we don't really do what mom and dad did, but but it's still there.
0: Just every everybody come out and hang out.
2: Yeah, yes, yeah, so, important.
0: That is so cool. Um, so. Greg and I were watching your TED Talk. Okay. Mm. Um, we're always interested in how people come to music. Um, you know, some people say, oh, you know, my parents were, were players, and so there's always music. Yeah. On. Your story's a little bit different. Your story, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your story starts, in terms of music, mm-hmm. starts in the hospital with you actually hearing your heartbeat.
2: Yeah, that's part of it. Could that's you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I'm well, what I mean, the other
0: part is as well.
2: Well, the main part of it is really like uh, music therapy was a big part of my rehab, and okay. it, like you know, to exercise the dexterity and the muscle movement in my hands, they would use instruments and and shakers and just you know, like to just to get me moving. And then uh, when I had that surgery you now I was like zoning in on the sound of the the monitor, those are all like really important components for me.
3: Yeah.
2: In my, in my music journey for sure.
0: Well, what, what was it about hearing that, that was musical to you?
2: Well, it was a note and it was a rhythm. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just something I uh, gravitate towards. You know, it was like, to, it was uh it had me focused and it was calming really eh was yeah. was
0: there was there music like did you have a sense of music prior to that that sort of made you aware it all,
2: yeah it was always, it was always in my home, but i never mm-hmm. i never claimed it as my own like my dad would yeah. always play music and mm-hmm. and we would always listen and even when we went on family vacations, I remember my dad used to play ABBA and play the Bee Gees and Stevie Wonder on top of all the uh, South Indian music and film, Hindi film music, you know? Yeah. So it was always in the house.
1: Yeah. What, when when you started
2: playing music, like what, what kind of music did you start with? Prague rock. Then it, yeah. went to reggae, then it went to reggae and then it went to everything else. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Prague rock. Yeah. You told a story earlier about, uh, you bumping into Getty Lee.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also I remember listening to Max Webster and uh, just love Saga and CS. And uh, all those groups were a big part of my introduction to the bass as an instrument. But then when um, I started listening to reggae and listen to bands in Toronto. Like at the time, there's a group called Messenger. And yeah. and that was a really big deal for me. The bass was quite the component. And then after that, you know, funk music and all, like Rose alternative then. And then I got into making tracks. And that started really in, only in rap music because I like the, programming component. I love oh, also house music. And th- that just turned into whatever it is now. And, and I think I'm the perfect example of a musician from Toronto because we're really and truly a Malcolm of a lot of things. I've never been anywhere else in the world or North America, in any big city, in music centers where musicians are as rounded as the ones in Toronto are really. Yeah. Yeah. We listen to everything and we know a lot about everything
0: like New York oh, even.
2: Oh yeah. No, no, no. I, I would, I'll go on a limb and say we were way ahead, way ahead. Like in the nineties and eighties, we were a whole, a whole other thing. We were a whole other thing from my experience. Cause I worked in those areas too. Yeah. You know, we, and I think it's because we didn't have an identity. New York had its identity. Detroit had its identity.
0: Yeah.
2: L. A. Chicago Boston. They'll have their musical identity. We were just like, just like this melting pot of sound, you know. And if that really came out, you, you can hear it now. Like, even if you listen to someone like Drake or The Weekend, as much rap as it is, or R and B as it is, if you listen to The Weekend. You could hear Susie the Banshee sampled in their music uh-huh. or you could hear Drake did a whole r- record based on Licky Lee samples. You know, like not everyone knows that, huh. but Toronto, Toronto musicians know that. I remember in Toronto hanging out with a, a group of us and I'd like to think a lot of us were like pioneers of what's going on in the city now because those same people are still, in, 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 and present company included, are responsible for some of the cool things that are happening in our oh. city you yeah. know so it's pretty cool and I think, it's all I think because...
1: the... go ahead i was gonna say i also think i also think it was reflective and i think of back to the 80s played in the 80s and the 90s like our, our live music scene like our live music scene reflected that as well i mean you could oh go, to, you'd go to lee's palace and you'd have you know a ska band open up for a funk rock band. And then the closing band is a, a folk outfit or so You know what I mean? Like it was just a real mix. Yeah. Okay. And,
2: and then, you know, like, do, do you remember in Lee's Palace, they had that place called The Tunnel? Mm-hmm. And and there was a dance club after a punk show. You know, it's, it's it. I don't know how to describe it. Thank you. It's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's, um, I remember listening to Motorhead. <laughs> And then being okay to listen to, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, Tribe Called Quest or Grandmaster Flash or Daylight. You know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I remember li- listening to Fishbone, and then listening to Joy Division, and and being mm-hmm. okay. Like I didn't have to belong to one thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. And
2: I can go, and I can tell you these stories. I can go on and on. Now I'm not saying that everybody was like me right? But there is a group of people that are like me and, and mostly in the creative people. Most creatives were like, were like as eclectic as I am, if not more. And and some of them even were able to, I mean, like we, we have a band in Toronto called the Reostatics and they're yeah. like, they were like our David Byrne, David Bowie, our, you know, they had this wonderful project called Whale Music and we were opening up for them, a, a, a pop funk band. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't go any more mismatched than that. And one of the highlights of our career is like we went on tour with the Bare Naked Ladies, and we played in these huge venues. And that right after that, uh, the Crash's Dummies took us to America with them. Like that's thats what Tron- that's what Canadians and Torontonians do. Huh? You know? Yeah, I would say so. I would say that. Like they're really open-minded. I was just talking to a friend of mine. Do you remember a band called The Odds? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I do music for a TV show called, um, what's You called? Tall Boys. Yeah, CBC. Uh, on CBC. And I do that with uh, Craig Northey from The Odds. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking, then all of a sudden, randomly, he started talking to me about Terrence Trent Darby. And, oh, man, and how much and how much he knows about it. And that's like the Canadian musician in general. Yeah. I don't, in, in in America, it's like, if you do rap, you know everything about rap, but you don't know everything about other things.
0: But other things. Interesting. Does that hurt? Like, did that, did that hurt or help Toronto in terms of it not being on the map in terms of this is the Toronto sound or, you know, Toronto, this is the type of music. Like, what what are your thoughts on that?
2: No, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt at all. And in fact, it's not hurting. We're, we are the most influential city in the world on the planet as far as pop music is concerned. Mm. There's nothing more influential than us. And yeah. and that's because of everything I just told you.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. You're you're in Vancouver and you're you're still using we in terms of describing <laughs> describing I'm Tor- a
2: Torontonian. Yeah, I'm a Torontonian. I mean, I probably know the city better than most Torontonians, you know.
0: <laughs> well, what part of Toronto did you grow up in?
2: Um, I grew up in North York went to school in North York
0: oh yeah yeah, but
2: but it was always downtown had a place downtown partied downtown did gigs downtown created downtown everything I am is from the Queen Corridor you know
0: yeah Mm -hmm. I I didn't know this Chin about um, the the whole idea of was it you and your dad or your family you 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 actually sold 70,000, I don't know, Units. was it cassettes, was it CDs, combination?
2: Uh, I think it was a combination of everything.
0: Yeah. And this is like out of your, for lack of a better term, out of the trunk of your car, out of your garage. Mentality,
2: that mentality, yes. Yeah. Like, it's not like we were going out slinging CDs, but but yeah, we, yeah. Were selling, we were selling CDs at shows. Uh, we were selling them out of our home. We were... Then eventually HMB picked up on it and the rest is history.
0: So let's I, w- I want to lead up to that because that's like you know, to get to that point is something, right? Like there's a development of you as a musician. There's the development of was it called bass is bass, even mm-hmm. for so so how did you land on being a lyricist, being a songwriter? Bass was sort of your quote unquote instrument. Um, and then leading up to the formation of the band. Talk, tell us a bit about that.
2: I mean, I did all of it out of necessity because I wanted to be able to do all of it, but mm-hmm. I don't, I still, I don't think I was very good at all of it. I think I was learning my base and, and learning the other parts now, now I'm better than I was then, but I still feel like I'm learning. Sure. And, um, I don't know. Like it's again, it's like this thing growing up there. We just wanted to be well-rounded and, and make music with people. We wanted to get, to get, to get, for me to get respect from my teachers and and, and other musicians that I love in the city was more important to me than anything else. You know, the the goal was never to get a record deal. The goal goal was never to be part of the industry. It's more just to be respected by fellow musicians because they were so good. Yeah. It's so important to us. And out of it came all the other stuff.
0: Yeah. So how did you meet uh, Ivana?
2: It's so funny, I just found out just now. Um, a friend of mine worked, I think, at some like sporting sporting goods store. Okay. And Ivana worked there. And the friend of mine was a drummer. And the other one was a keyboardist that we all played together, and they met Ivana, and uh, she told them she played trumpet in her dad's wedding band, and then my friend had a big crush on her. Okay, and <laughs> and then and then he invited her to the band practice, and then the rest was history.
0: No way. So putting together, so was it Funk Mobile that was your first single that you guys recorded that you put out?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we recorded it in Ivana's basement. No, no, no. We wrote it in Ivana's basement. Okay, I remember.
0: Where'd you guys record it?
2: With Orrin Isaacs, I think, who does all CBC Television now.
0: Oh yeah. Okay.
2: So so. And then the rest of the record, and the rest of the record, we recorded it in my bedroom at home.
0: So was it the full? Like, was it a full? album or was it an ep that you guys started selling at shows and different things like that or was it a single i think i I think it was an
2: ep i can't remember
0: yeah after have to go look at a handful of songs
2: yeah yeah and then for the major release it was an an album like some of those songs and some new ones
0: so how how was that yeah because i remember i mean it's it's an you know people talk about the um, the bare naked Ladies yellow cassette, right? I've, yeah. I've heard that story. I don't know how many times. I think I first heard it on was it? I don't know if it was called CFNY or the Edge, but you know one or two point one. You know, I would always hear about the yellow cassette, um, and and how well that did. Same sort of idea that you guys had. But when I heard the story about bases base selling seventy thousand, I go, that's crazy. I've never heard that story before. Um, <laughs> you know, outside of me having to do research on, you know, for this, for this chat. Um, what, what, I, I don't know where the, where the timeline landed, you know, who was first to sort of make that happen, but was it all happening at the same time, you guys and the Bare Naked Ladies, or did you see no, what no, you no, were uh,
2: doing? No, the ladies are way ahead, we're okay. way ahead of us. Yeah, like we had no idea. We didn't really know about the music industry. Yeah. How it worked and what it was about. No, they came much later. And and it was all innocent. Like, it just, sure, we did just what we play. did. Yeah, and it, and the success was innocent. Um, that's why it worked, because it all came out of love. And even those numbers, I'm not sure about those numbers completely. That's what, they have them in bios. And who knows, like, they could have been skewed. Like, they could, they, they could have been, like, altered because of the industry and wanted the story to look better. I don't know. <laughs> but I do know that we were popping off.
1: That's so, amazing. so somebody, somebody that I wanted to ask you about, I, 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 I either didn't know, or I'm sure I probably more forgot, um, but I've always admired him as a celebrity chef, is Roger. So, yeah. like, like, can you talk a bit about a guy that goes from MC to celebrity chef? I think that's
2: yeah. He's one of my best friends. Still, we talk every day. We talk every day. We, in fact, we spoke this morning i think or no no just a little while ago like every day we send messages to each other and he's just a brilliant kind loving amazing talented person hyper intelligent hyper talented anything anything he wants to do he does really well hmm. and and now he can still do music comfortably but he can, uh-huh. he's also like a celebrity chef like i don't know he's just one of those people he's so good at everything
1: was he into, was he into, like was he a foodie back then
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he just he just had a way with food. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember like if, you know, we would make a peanut butter sandwich, but he would make peanut butter and banana a sandwich and the way <laughs> it would look it was different than everyone else's. <laughs> you know, I remember when he was going to school to cook and I came to Toronto to visit and I'd moved away by then. And I remember him like just the way he touches food, the way. It's just the way it's malleable in his hands and the way he looked at spices and it's almost like if there's a synesthesia with, with spices and with food, he has it, you know, his father's the same way too. My dad was the same way. Yeah.
0: Have, has he, what, what's your favorite dish he's, he's uh, made for you?
2: You know what? we haven't really cooked that much. In fact, at all, when he was in school, I, he was cooking things, but when we're together, we just go somewhere to eat or we're just, and we're rarely yeah. together But when we are sure. you're like, if I go to a Chinese restaurant or like any kind of Asian restaurant, I'm letting him order. Cause he just knows. He knows you know what I to mean? Get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I've, I've got, um, I've got a question from a listener. Okay. Uh, but there's a couple of comments that that, that, that precede it. So the first off, uh, as a, and this is her comment. Her name is Faiza. Okay. She says, 15-year-old me had the biggest crush on him. Second to Prince and Lenny Kravitz. So you're in you're, you're good, good company there. Um, okay. She lied about going to church and went to a bassist bass concert at Harborfront instead.
2: Wow, that's
0: funny. Uh, I'm also supposed to tell you that she listens to the song "I Cry," uh, and she and she watches it specifically uh, when she was watching the protesters in Minnesota after the George Mm -hmm. Floyd uh, murder. Uh, She calls it her song of compassion. Um, Her wow,
2: that's that's incredible.
0: Yeah, I want to talk. I want to come back to that as well. If I if if I could okay, Um, her question, uh, she's curious about your creative process and is it the same? Is it different? uh, You know when if you one for you know when you're making your own music for yourself, versus when you're producing uh, for others. uh, You know so for example, I know you're working with uh, this band uh, Rare Americans, I think. Um, Yeah so so tell me you're really up on me i that's all i do chin is is i just stalk stalking it for weeks
2: it's amazing i'm I'm glad somebody cares
0: so there you go (laughs) so tell me tell us about the creative process how is it different how is it similar
2: okay so when i create for myself it's it's just if i have a feeling if i think i have a thing on my heart if it's because like um, I have the guitar and I just want to pick it up and like, you know, something will come out of it. Or sometimes if it's like, if it's for an other, uh, like sometimes an idea will come out of like a beat or, or, or just noodling with some chords or a sound or some words that stuck in my head. But then when you work with a client, um, another artist, I hate calling them clients, but um uh, another artist, you uh, listen to what they already came with and you figure out maybe you can make it better by snipping in here and adding this there. Or sometimes you just write from scratch with them and then you talk about, you know, what are you feeling when you did that? Where were you, what were you thinking? You know, where, who what where do you want to be? What's the song about? And then it comes out like there's never one way to do anything. It it just, uh, I don't have a formula. It just happens. And it doesn't always happen quickly. And sometimes it doesn't happen at all. It just, you know, I've been lucky. Like I've never really suffered from kind of a writer's block because I don't really believe in it. Mm. I don't put that that pressure on myself either. Sometimes I can write, sometimes I can't. And then the next day I can write. Or I can always write, but it's not always going to be good. And that's okay. You know? Mm. Yeah.
0: That is so true.
2: Yeah so there's no 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 real process except letting it happen naturally.
0: In both cases even, eh? Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, let's let's go back to the song I cry. Okay? Um you know my my sister and, and I'm sure others sort of you know when when you hear a song um you know you 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 tend to start associating it with different things or if there's a moment that comes up in life uh, you know, for people that music is very important to them, whether they're, they're an artist or they just love music, mm-hmm. you know, a tune or a song or a verse or a, a lyric comes to them. And for Faiza, for the lyrics in the song, I Cry, came to her mm. as she's watching, um, you know, the events surrounding George Floyd and, and what happened in Minneapolis and, um, you know, throughout the States this, this past summer. Um, sure. When you're, there's so many questions that come out of this, That I want to ask you. Um, sure. I guess the first, did you ever think when you were writing this song, or did it ever occur to you afterwards that people started associating this with things much different than maybe what you and, and the group first wrote it for? Yeah,
2: but that's the beautiful thing about songs, right? Hmm. Even if, they, if I wrote about a specific thing, which I did, it was just me feeling bad for somebody who couldn't get out of their own misery or mm. that would constantly looked at the darker side of things or the sadder side of things, or, you know, it's just me feeling bad for someone. Yeah. You know, but, but for somebody else, it's like, like Fiza, that's what it was for her. And, and I remember someone coming up to me when I first moved to Vancouver saying that they played it at their friend's funeral, just because mm. they used wow. to sing it all the time. They, wow. they used to sing the song all the time. Mm. Uh, um, sometimes, it's about, sometimes it's not even about a lyric. It's just about a feeling, like you know, it's just about a feeling, yeah. And that the song and the melody gives you and it takes you. I remember that there's that Smashing Pumpkin song that always reminds me of summer in the '90s. You know, the 1971 or whatever that song. Yeah, yeah. I forget what the title is, but to me, to me, that reminds me of all the all the songs that influenced that song. So for me, it was Joy Division, and I remember going so that immediately correlates to listening to cfny which totally reminded me of going to cfny parties that chris was doing in 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 at ontario place like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just songs are like photographs and 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 because it's not an actual photograph everybody has their own picture Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm just really I'm i'm really like when i say honored like i'm so i can't believe that like i'm so honored that um somebody got something out of it you know
1: early on when you mentioned about cfny's i think back to the spirit days um like when you were independent and really trying to hone your craft and get your music out there um was it was it spirit radio cfny was there other stations that were really supportive of you at the time
2: no Hmm. no um (laughs) We grew, we grew up on, I radio, like on Sunday there was a show called Dave Dance Music and on Saturday it was the rap show. I remember we used to go, I used to go to the station when I found out they're going to preview the new Clock Quest record for all of it. Really, like I, I just, I dove in. And and I always thought our city was the coolest. I didn't care about the mainstream, but I knew the mainstream. Um, I just cared about what was happening in the community. We're, so many cool things were happening, and C F N Y and 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 the C what what's the one at EFT? Uh, C-I-U-T, C-I-U-T. CIUT or C K L M for Ryerson, yeah, for sure C K L. Yeah, but those those are the stations that influenced me. Like mm-hmm. all the underground DJs had their own shows. All the you know the Scott shows, the Rock shows, the every everything was the best. Just yeah, my Sun- peers playing Sun- my Sundays, Sundays on CFNY
1: were quite cool with the, this the, the mosaic format of you know the height of jazz. Yeah, and you go into the, the the religious show and I'm trying to remember who that is, but anyway, yeah, just neat, yeah, neat, neat programming back then that we don't have today, unfortunately.
2: Yeah.
0: What do you, What are your thoughts around that? Chin around, um, you know, most. Kids, Um, I don't know. You, you could tell us. You've you've got, you've got a house full of them there, Uh, but, but you know, how Mm -hmm. how are they consuming music? How is that different than when you were growing up consuming? And how is that impacting uh, the way up and coming musicians and artists are getting discovered or or finding work and such?
2: Well, you know what? It hasn't changed. Older people always like to say it's so different when we were young. <laughs> it's not, it's not. Uh, if we, I'll tell you why the, the only yeah. thing that they don't do, they don't have. And, and if they want, they could have it. Um, they didn't have to go to a record store and look up on the board and see what the newest release was. Now yeah. it's done for them every Friday. They didn't have to go to Star Sound or play the record and, and be in line up to buy the 12-inch. That's not their experience. Their experience experience is different. They didn't pick up the vinyl and and read who produced what, who's playing what. Now they just look it up. They can look it up and they can get everything and more Mm -hmm. at the fingertips. And not only that, but they're having this beautiful experience. We're, it's just different for them than us. You know, my kids have such amazing taste in music and they're really savvy in their flavor, like of things that they like. It's just an art in general, Mm
1: -hmm. right?
2: And they're very, like, sharing. They like to share what they're listening to. And, and all their friends are the same way. And, and all the, the, a lot of the clients I work with are the same way. And today was really cool. But I was writing with uh, – not writing. I was on a Zoom call with my high school band. And these guys are like, yeah, these guys are like lawyers and business, like independent retired business people that are really successful and they still love music so much. And we had, we had like a a session on zoom Mm -hmm. and the the only difference between myself and them is that I still do this. So I'm in touch with everything that's going on. They're not, but they still love music. Yeah. Right. And, but it's really funny. Like how, my ears are young, you know, my, my body and, and my mind might not be, but my, my ears and the things that I like have always been ahead, you know, even like, uh, I don't know, go, if you look on Instagram, so, um, Ivana, Ivana posted our group before Roger was in it. My brother and another gentleman were in the group and, and she posted, um, uh, a performance of ours on Electric Circus, right? Yeah, I saw that.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And 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 I remember Monica asked me this question about if it was hard. I forget what the question was, but I said the same thing back then as I said to you now. I go, no, no, we haven't really experienced anything negative. In fact, we're playing on all these people's records, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's the same thing now, man. Like it's just I'm, I just rare Americans, just like they're kind of like gorillas and there's a big rock element in what they do, but also there's a big program funk jazz yeah. rap music element. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like all that stuff that I grew up listening to and learning, it's all to play now. And, and now I'm always the oldest in the room to producing records and, and, and this business was created by the young for the young. And the minute you you don't fit in, you can do two things. You can pretend you're young and look like an idiot, or you can <laughs> bow out gracefully and let other usher, usher somebody else in and let, let it keep growing. Right. But I'm still in this place where I really enjoy creating and I love learning. I think that's the thing that sets those creators apart. I mm-hmm. want to keep evolving and not everything, nothing, not everything's relevant to me. Like I'm not working on all the Drake songs because I'm not that generation. I'm not. I'm not going to those clubs. I'm doing those drugs. I'm not going. You know what I mean? I'm not banging with them. Like I'm not mm-hmm. one of them. But but I appreciate musically what's going on. But even more so, I know where they're coming from because of all the things that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, if, if anything, if anything, sorry. Go on. Go on. No, 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 no. Please finish. I was just saying, if anything, like my ears and that collection of music in my head enables me to keep going. And I'm, I'm a good A&R person. If a label, uh, I, I recently took an A&R job with, the, uh, with Serena Ryder's label. She has a label called Art House and yeah, I have good ears. Like I know I know it's going to pop or I know a good song. You know, I I, I have that intuition. So hmm. the minute I lose that, the minute I lose that. And by that, I mean, the minute I lose interest in music on that level, then it's time for me to not do music. You know, like look, (laughs) at, uh, Clive Davis is 88 years old. He's the chief, yeah, he's the chief of uh, BMG or Sony North America. He's still doing music.
1: Hmm.
2: You know, I just watched the, uh, uh, Yeah, I think he's like chief of operations for the entire company. And I watched a Netflix special on him and all the things that he did to write to his old, whatever that age is, you know, he, he signed Alicia Keys when he was supposed to be over the Hill. Right. So, so, and, and he can do all those things, going back to the question, because he, he's a listener, you know what I'm saying? Mm. He knows a lot. Mm. And I like to feel that I'm in that, I'm, I'm not in that place, but I'm in a place where I just love music and it's not about what's in or out. I just love a good song.
0: You're still discovering music rather than listening to Absolutely. the same playlist you grew up with.
2: I do that too, but yes, sure. a, a big chunk of it is like listening.
1: Yeah. so in in terms of, in terms of uh, discovering and, and working with young artists, I, I was um, I guess before COVID shut us all down, um, a few of us went down to Buffalo and it was a small little basement bar, and it was the beaches. And, I mean, the beaches couldn't settle out the Danforth, yet here we are in this room that had 150 people in it. 200 people, maybe. Um, so good, but, the, right? but the opening band was amazing. But the opening band was Moscow Apartment, which I believe you've worked with? Yeah. You worked with Moscow Apartment. Um, I do. It.
2: I, I think they're incredible.
1: Yeah. It was, it was amazing. I mean, the, the two of them were just phenomenal opening up. And, I mean, I don't know if they have a bigger band when they're not, you know, trying to sneak out of high school to get down to Buffalo to play a weeknight show. Um, But yeah, the, the, the show is amazing. But, so what I wanted to ask you was when you're working with bands like that, like for young artists, what, you know, you've talked about working with them and finding them and and enjoying the music. What, what advice do you have
2: for artists like that? I would say just keep creating, Mm -hmm. keep creating and then figure out if you still want to do this, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and also, you know, know what you're getting into. Don't, don't go into it blindly, but, but first and foremost, keep your artistry, like keep creating. That's what those girls are doing. They just create, they write all the time. I think they're going to be humongous. I think they're going to be huge. I I feel really hopeful for them.
1: Yeah. They've got a great show. Yeah. Put on a great show for sure.
0: You you Chen you seem to be like the UN of uh, of record producers <laughs> Moscow apartments rare Americans um, like who who's next who else, who else are else you working with I
2: don't, I don't know there's uh, some cool artists coming out of Vancouver um, I'm working I work with this girl in a beer, Abir, A B I R on Atlantic. Um, I don't know. It just, I, I, I've been doing television, as I told you. Took a little break yeah. from the record game. Uh, you know, when it gets a little flat, I kind of I dip out and I want to do something that's going to inspire me. Mm-hmm. So it's not always in the record game. You know, music is in, it lives in so many places.
0: Fair. Listen, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, when When your name came across, My desk. I looked at this name and I go, sounds familiar. I don't know this person. Then I started reading. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember bass is bass. And then what shocked me was I'm reading more and I go, what? Three-time Grammy Award winner? Mm -hmm. Junos? Okay, I can see the Junos, but wait. Three-time Grammy Award Mm -hmm. winner. And I'm thinking in my head, how come I'm not hearing about Chin outside of somebody contacting Greg and I saying hey Chin might be a great guest for your show so I'm gonna I to i want to ask you this what is it with is 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 this a is, is this a Canadian thing is it a music thing what is it yeah. that that we don't know about Chin and his and not just any Grammy award winner but you're winning this with your work on on with with, with Eminem.
2: Yeah, I think, you know what, I think it's because of where I live now. Thank when you. I went, yeah. Huh. It's, a, it's a city that doesn't really uh, actively and forwardly celebrate its own. Like, I remember when we won that Grammy, we were on the cover of the entertainment in Toronto, of the star uh, here. But when I was here, no one wrote anything about anything. And, and for me to go and ask people to write about me, it doesn't look good, right? Hmm. Um, they even gave me like a, a star like a star on the Walk of Fame here and they still don't sell They didn't make a big deal out of it. They just gave it to me, right? So I don't know. I don't know what I would attribute that to. Uh, I think if I was in Toronto, it would be different. For sure it would be. Because Toronto has really changed from when we grew up in Toronto. Yeah. We celebrate our own in Toronto now people are proud to be Torontonians and yeah. you feel that all over the world. Like if you go to LA, the Torontonians are proud of who they are and where they're from. And in some ways it actually opens doors. You know, really? people take meetings from you from, are, from, Oh yeah. It's not like that in Vancouver. Yeah. I mean, I and it's a conversation I've had before, but it's this conversation you got to be careful about. Cause you don't want to sound like a, Bad sport or whatever it is, I do mm. find it weird. And and let's let's face it, like we do music to be heard and seen as well, Fair not enough. just express. Yeah, or, imp- or, or for some people, impress. We impress. Like you people, know, yeah. I want to be known for the cool things I got to do. I mean, I I work with them. How could I not be proud of that? You know, I work on one of my like I I I, I did a, I've done a lot of cool things. And a lot of it goes uncelebrated and a lot of it goes noticed, right? But I've never been like a, I've never been like, he's on the cover of. I haven't been on a cover-up anything in years. Yeah. And what's so funny is that I've done the biggest things in my life now, right? Yeah. And my city just doesn't celebrate its own, like the year that I won, when I say I, the thing that we won for Eminem, the only other people that got uh Grammy that year that was Canadian was Arcade Fire. Us in Arcade Fire. Nobody else. Yeah. Yet we didn't get celebrated. Either Arcade Fire didn't even get celebrated that much. Yeah, that was that was you a know? huge that was a
1: huge award and it, so, it I mean a few of us were blown away by it, but you're right. It wasn't like we didn't we as a country didn't celebrate it like we we do when which was weird
0: because it was celebrated gold. big time in the US. Like they did a they were on Saturday night live. Yeah. They did a they mm-hmm. did a special right after Saturday night live. It was like a an extra 20 minutes at the back end. Yeah. Um yeah. it seemed they were celebrated down in the states but yeah, you, you sort of don't realize you know where is all the uh all, all the Canadian radio stations or talk shows or newspapers. I and, don't know.
2: I, I don't know. But you know what? Now I just chalk it up as, man, I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want to fight for that attention. That's weird. Mm-hmm. That yeah, the, it
0: wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't asking take, more long, are you angry at it? But I'm like, it was more of asking, why? Like, why wouldn't? Like, why shouldn't Greg and I hear about
2: Uh, I I know. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But what's what's amazing is if you go to every desk of every executive in this business in this country, probably in this continent, they know my name, and I and I get work and I get work.
0: So the people that need to know, you know you.
2: (laughs) Kinda, but not even that. Like it's political. It's political, man ever going to get hired people don't like to admit not that i'm dying to do a country record but there's never uh, <laughs> a rock record there might be a rock record that i want to do but i won't get it somebody else will you know yeah. and that's been the story of my musical life as a producer i just do what i do and people don't know where to put me but oh. now that actually works in my favor because now yeah. all, all the artists i love are just like that so the the reward is working, getting to work with the people that I want to work with. That's the reward. Mm-hmm. It's not the other stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Jim, one of the questions that we'd like to ask our our guests is around what what's what's in your ear, earbuds lately? Like, what are you listening
2: to? Um, I have made a playlist. Of songs that reminded me of this past year. Mm. And I top of the playlist was Locked Down by Anderson Pack. And I forget the kid's name. He did that I Just Wanna Live song. And then on top of that, it it just it went all over the place, but it was just really tied into Like they're like hymns, songs of freedom, you know, those kind of things, like uplifting songs are what really inspired me. And then on top of that, um, I've been really I've been really um checking out producers on Twitch. Oh yeah. And I was watching Disclosure a lot. There's a producer in Vancouver named Pomo I was watching. Um I watched this thing on uh, Clive Davis the other day and I think I want to make a playlist, a Clive Davis playlist. And that would include everything from Patti Smith to Whitney Houston, you know, to Bruce Springsteen, to the Grateful Dead, to uh, Luther Van Ross, to Buster Rhymes and Pharrell Williams to Outkast, you know, like so much. There's so much. Um, I might listen to anything that's new, not actively but fairly new right um i really like some of the new taylor swift i just i think she's incredible um constantly i'm constantly on the hunt for good rock music i don't know any right now um i'm sad that there's no such thing as alternative anymore you know because like i would love to hear somebody that likes the cocktail twins you know Mm -hmm. um I listen to, obviously, I listen to rap music all the time because I'm always working in that medium. Um, Zappa sometimes. Have you seen the doc? No, I can't wait.
1: Alex Winter's doc that he put out? Oh, my God. It's so good. It is yeah, so good. You got to watch it. I'm going to. And then
2: I want to watch the Bee I want to watch the Bee Gees doc oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've heard the Bee Gees one. A lot of people really love that.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're incredible. Yeah. But, but I don't know, man. That's a hard question for someone like me because <laughs> yeah. you know
1: it's always interesting to, to ask that because you get you get very
2: different answers.
1: Um, it's it's not just what they do for a living; it's just everybody's got a different view on what they are and are not listening to. So I appreciate that. Thank you,
0: Chin. I, I yeah. wanted I mean, to ask. Sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought, Chin. No, it's okay. I wanted to ask you. You know, you talked about this playlist that you're putting that you've put together. Um, mm-hmm if you were to, you know, thinking back on 2020. Yes, probably. Um, what will you, like, what are your thoughts on this year? Say it again? Think, thinking back on 2020, huh. how will you remember this, this past year? Definitely.
2: Probably, like, the year it came back to me, you know? Because mm-hmm. I was forced to, I was forced to... Um, when you're on lockdown, when you're only with your family, when you're only with your mom, when you're only, you know, uh, you get back to me. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a practicing Christian. I started a Bible study group in early COVID and, and I connected with friends. I remember looking at the sky for a change in Toronto and not seeing anything in it, but the sky and seeing wildlife in the city, like deer in High Park. And I, I remember seeing, a, uh, I think a fox in 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 the Jewish neighborhood that we grew up in, and and been being in Vancouver, how I felt like people weren't taking it as serious seriously as they were in Toronto. But then now they are, and Toronto's just in lockdown. It's crazy. So basically, going back to myself, you know, it's the first time in my adult life that I really I went in.
0: Yeah. That's
2: and so cool. going in from going, in. it is, man. It is like when you're not going to get that opportunity again, we're losing it slowly. You know, now with the vaccine, I don't know. I still, we have to have another year of, of, of this weird life that we're living, but yeah. it's necessary. I think it was necessary. A reboot. I think so. Hmm. I think so. I wish I had a better answer than that, but that. Mm-hmm that's it. I can't describe it, but it was the year that I came back to me. You know, are you more creative
0: this year than, than in the years past?
2: No, I'm always creative, but this year I was so creative. Like I'm yeah. making so much. Yeah. And I love it. I, I dream about it. I stay up late at night looking at tutorials and, and learning my relearning in my instruments, playing way more bass. I'm a bass player and I never play bass because I produce records. And now, this year, I'm picking up my bass every Saturday and learning songs again, and it's just for that self-interest, you know.
3: Yeah,
0: that is so cool. Well, listen. Speaking of picking up your bass, um, you, you, we, we have asked you, and you've been kind to agree to, to play uh, oh, yeah. whatever song you want. It could be something that just comes out of your heart right now, or something you've been listening to. But we'd love to hear uh, a tune or two from you.
2: Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what I can. Um, this is an old song that I wrote, okay? Yeah, great because I don't know the words of the new ones yet.
3: In a world that's growing strangely, dead in a time where no one's offering, in the hearts of men, when everything grows cold, your love, your love, your love, it keeps me warm. In a place where all things tend to rust. Mm. In a time when it seems there's no one you can trust Out of the dark, in from the cold Your love, your love, it keeps me warm Fire, 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 fire Keeps on burning, burning, burning in my soul Keeps on burning Keeps on burning Keeps on burning Burning, burning In my soul Burning in my soul Oh, the rain won't wash it out No, the wind won't blow it out. No man can stop it out, I know. Oh, the rain won't wash it out. And the wind won't blow it out. And no man can wash it out, I know. Fire, fire. Fire, fire. Keeps on burning 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 in my soul Keeps on burning keeps on burning keeps
2: on burning 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 in my soul Burning in my soul. Can't forget the words to those two songs. <laughs> That's wonderful. That was was
1: great. Yeah, that really was.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It was a, it was a, a, oh, thank you. It was just a combination of two verses and an outro, but uh, I haven't been playing a lot lately, but thank you guys. Thank you so much for your time,
0: Chin. This has Mm -hmm. been great. Uh, Much appreciated. Chin, if if people want to um, re-engage with you, your music, and what you're working on, where Mm -hmm. should they go to check it out?
2: uh chinstagram on instagram c-h-i-n-s-t-o-g-r-a-m just hit me there that's where i'm active yeah chin
1: thank you so much yes chin thank you so much it's been a pleasure happy new
2: year thank you guys take care of yourselves god bless